Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's it. We're here for episode number 20, the Christmas edition. The Christmas edition of Sports and Spit. We are not long away from the big fat man coming in emptying sack across the world, full of gifts and presents for every child. And we've got a couple of gifts for you, sports fans, because we're going to talk sport for the next hour, aren't we, Shruti? Indeed, indeed we are, as this uh, second backing track kicks in. Ethereally fills the air. I don't know if that's a word I was meant to say, ethereally. I don't don't think that's a word either. It's not too bad. But anyway, um, yeah, listen, episode 20, we've made it almost exactly a year. Yep. Um, So I think we've done pretty well to get this far. We have. Um, We haven't done many recently, but this one's going to be a cracker, I reckon. There's plenty to cover. Yes. Um, So we're going to cover, obviously, you know, Christmas being our theme. We've got some Christmas lists yep. for Santa. All I want for Christmas, Santa, yeah. so from we, a sporting perspective. We're going to share our Christmas list with each other. Yep. Uh, we're going to recap our most memorable moments of 2018, mm. what to expect for 2019. Yep. But before we do any of that, I think it's pertinent and important that we kick the show off by addressing the elephant in the room. Yep. Um, if Santa was making a list and it was split naughty and nice... Naughty would be the NRL. Yes. Every single person in it, it's a bit of a fuck-up at the moment. It's a circus. And, you know, I don't even know if these guys have a mandate in their office or a big poster. You know, remember those motivational posters from the early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah. Success and the picture of a a boat on a beach in Thailand. Yeah, or a guy hanging off a cliff or something. Yeah, Yeah. all this, you know, crazy stuff, motivational posters. Maybe they have one that just simply says in in a Comic Sans Mm. font, any publicity is good pub- pub- publicity. <laughs> yeah, it may be, but because I don't think I don't think they'd be that. I don't think they'd be uh, sitting back thinking that right now. Like it's it, the NRL off season. It is, and in order to stay relevant, they need to be in the news. But uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the worst stuff that's been going on, right? So, so the amount of assault charges, either domestic violence, sexual assault charges. Uh, let's let's talk about like basically police charges being laid against NRL players in the last couple of weeks. Correct has been significant, right? Absolutely. What were there's three? Yeah. So Jared Hayne, obviously, with his, his sexual assault uh, charges that have been laid after an incident here in the Hunter. Yeah. Um, I believe that was obviously related to I think it occurred on Grand Final night, so it was a little while ago. Um, then you've got Jack De DeBellin yep. from St George Dragons or from the Dragons. Um, who has had um, sexual assault charges also laid against him, fairly similar to the ones laid against Jared Hayne, I believe. Uh, and then Dylan Walker from the Manly Sea Eagles had domestic violence charges, assault charges. I'm pretty sure there was one from the him. West Tigers. I, can't, I don't know his was name. Was Yeah. Possibly, re- I don't know. Sadly, that was sadly we can't keep up with how many players are having police charges laid against them, which is, it's, it's disgusting and it's reflective of... The, I remember many years ago following the Bulldogs and... And it was through the Coffs Harbour rape scandal, I believe. Um, and there was just a bit of a load of shit kind of going around saying, well, it's not that the NRL is full of bad people. It's just that the NRL is a, is a cross-section of society and that there are bad people in society. Well, let me tell you, the NRL is full of bad people, right? It, now, yes, obviously, you know, there are good people as well, but, but, but there are clearly, there's clearly a culture problem in the NRL which revolves around respect for women mm. and, and, and the actual way that you should treat human beings. And, uh, and it, it's coming out now and it, it makes it very hard to continue to love the sport and follow it because without any shortage of a word, it's just disgusting. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, probably what has gotten a lot of supporters offside, and you know, I guess we'll, we'll cut straight to the chase and, and bring up the Sharks. And, and there, you know, you've probably been living under a rock. And if you follow yep. sport and you haven't, uh, you're not up, up to speed on what's been happening down there in the last couple of days. Um, yeah, give us a bit of a recap, Streety, because you've been following it with um, yeah. sharksfan.com.au, well, the blog that you run. Yeah. <laughs> I don't run that blog yeah. at all. <laughs> no, get on there. Too well, soon, listen, too. in short, um, during the Asada um, scandal, I guess you could call it, from uh, 2013, the news broke then, yep. uh, our current coach, uh, Shane Flanagan, was suspended for the 2014 season for his role in that um Incident, I, yep. I guess you can say. Yep. Uh, now, you know, the, the full story as to who did what or how um, probably hasn't come out. I mean, mm. it, it may never will. Um, but there was enough compelling evidence against Flanagan that the NRL decided to suspend him for a season. Mm. Condition of that suspension was that he would have no contact with the club um, regarding um, player recruitment and retention for okay. the 2015 season and beyond. Yep, yep. We finished with the wooden spoon that year. Yep. Club was a bit of a shambles. The, uh, sure. the, the caretaker coach walked out halfway through because he couldn't hack it. Yep. Um, and then it was barely hanging on, the club did. Anyway, mm-hmm. come back. Two years later, they win the comp. Yep. All's well. They got a big property development, supposedly yep. flush of money. Yep. Um, we'll touch on that soon. Um, and then, you know, conveniently, the, uh, the story breaks. Courtesy of Cronulla's number one supporter, Phil Rothfield, who isn't Cronulla's number one supporter. He's just... He's now, a, hold on a second. He's a mole within yeah. the club. Okay, let's come back to Phil Rothfield. I'm going to write his name down here so I don't forget it. But let's... I want to talk to you about Phil Rothfield in a, in a moment. But keep going with the story. Keep going with the recap. Anyway, so to, 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 to cut a long story short, um, we had a change of CEO. We had a yep. new CEO come in. Um, he was uh, doing his work as a... a as any CEO would, and making mm-hmm. sure everything is in check. Yep. He found a discrepancy with player payments um, to the tune of being, you know, uh, un- undisclosed amount of about $50,000. Okay. Uh, it was uh, directed maybe at two players. Yep. Um, he reported that to NRL. Mm-hmm. NRL gets their integrity unit involved. They come in, they seize phones, computers. Now, it sounds pretty, pretty, pretty heavy, seizing sure. phones, computers, yep. servers, all, all sorts of stuff to comb... Uh, all, all this, you know, this this electronic trail of info for evidence. Are you saying you think the NRL overreacted? Oh, I'm not saying they overreacted. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm curious as to, you know, how they can actually do this. The integrity unit. I'd like to actually see what the integrity integrity unit consists of. Do you think if you work for the NRL integrity unit, you get a badge, <laughs> and you take that in and you and and then you flash it and say I'm here with for the integrity unit? Yeah. And really. Is the NRL integrity unit is it like the most pointless job in the world because there's not a whole lot of integrity there? No, no, you're right. Um, obviously, they must have some kind of legal. Um, well, it must be part of the participation agreement that the club signed. Absolutely, that, that they'll allow this kind of investigation. Oh, and, I mean, yeah, of course. Otherwise, they wouldn't have well. come and done it. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so this this investigation unearthed um, vo- some emails. Okay. Uh, that that is purportedly shows contact between club officials mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Um, and 
Flange, Shane Flange and the coach. Okay. So basically he was... Prohibited contact, so prohibited contact, contact about the By actual, email. A yeah. couple of emails discussing whatever it may have been. That hasn't been made public, but yeah. uh, whatever the content of those were, that yeah, was in... Probably um, the latest person to front the local court. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was sort of, you know, broke the, mm. the rules of his suspension mm. and the NRL have come out and fined the club $400,000. They've reinstated the suspended 400000 initially from that, which was four years ago. Okay. And, so um, totaling a fine, a bit over eight hundred thousand dollars, and indefinitely suspended the coach. So basically, he's he's been left without a job. An indefinite suspension is a pretty decent amount, right? So, so you basically, you don't want him involved in the in the game. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, like you don't want him involved in the game. Yeah. So I mean, at face value, you look at that and you go, "That's a pretty harsh punishment." Yeah, absolutely. You know, for for, mm. for what that is, that, that that's pretty harsh. Mm. Especially now, a lot of people say, "Well, you know, two different things." When you have these players committing these criminal offences, being charged for criminal offences. Um, you know, people go, oh, you can't weigh one against the other. And Is it that harsh, though? What do you think, though? Like, like, you obviously think that. Is that... You don't think that he deserves to be suspended? I think a fine, definitely. Mm. But I think maybe a fine to the individual as well. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the, it's the supporters... Yeah, who, who suffer. suffer? The club suffers, and you know, like mm. there was officials who were with the club at the time, yeah, who have been involved in this, yeah, who are no longer with the club, yeah, but they they have got off scot free, and they're allowed to continue to work in the game, and absolutely, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the CEO at the time, Steve Noyce, mm. who ironically enough was appointed by an NRL appointee mm. to that position. Um, he's now work for Steve Noyce. he's now involved with the North Sydney Bears. Is he with their sort of uh, reinclusion right. to the NRL or or, or their Which bid? Won't, won't happen. But no, that's that won't great happen. For them. But, uh, but anyway, but so, so, well, so is it okay? So from a from a harshness perspective, this is a man who was responsible and oversaw. So it's a little bit like a. You can't punish everyone. You probably can't punish everyone that was involved because there's no way... Of, if you're talking about... If we break this down and we say, okay, well, the punishment that Shane Flanagan's now reaping is because of the... It's like he was on a good behaviour bond at the time, right? Like yes. He wasn't allowed to... Part of the condition of his punishment was, we will still allow you to be part of this game. You have to sit out for a whole year, but you have to respect the conditions of this, of, of this punishment hmm. by not being involved with the club. And he chose to ignore that. Yeah, I mean, I, and, I, I and personally don't have, you know, I mean, obviously it's disappointing to, to lose your coach in the fashion it's happened. Sure, But yeah. I, I can fully understand yeah. how and why he's been suspended. It's obviously disappointing. I must say, yeah, well, what I must say is I'm surprised that a sporting code, especially a sporting code like the NRL, has taken a tough stance like this. So what I would support you in is saying, I'm surprised they won't take a tough stance against the players who assault females and I think and that sort of is the issue that's got a lot of people offside yeah absolutely is, okay if you're gonna no, I can understand you're gonna that. de-register a coach for mm. making contact yeah um, did he did, did he break a law no did he contravene rules of the game yes under the rules of the game this is what happens to your position yeah within the game fair yeah. enough that's fine yeah um the monetary amount that uh, that's fined um, it, it could just be a number on paper mm. as to whether they actually will pay that amount of money. Yeah. Who knows? Is um, there a conspiracy theorist in you that says this was all done to take attention away from the players' assault charges and, and that sort of stuff? So, uh, I've got a couple of conspiracy theories I'll, I'll talk about in a second. Okay. 
I'm sure you would with regards to the Sharks. What will come... Sharks fans. I think potentially... Net, .au. Potentially the, the most disappointing thing out of this is we've basically heard nothing about these three, four players mm. being deregistered from the NRL or stood down by their clubs. Yeah. Um, when you, you could definitely make an argument that what they've done is far worse. Well, the the common argument that you'll find is is that they are. Yeah, so there's a legal process. They're obviously. waiting for the legal process to happen. Okay, right? so yeah. but that but that's but but you know I'm not sure I buy that either. No, no, totally like, not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's go talk to Jack DeBellin's partner who's 20 weeks pregnant. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you know. yeah, yep. How does she feel about the whole circumstance? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and let's talk about the fact that it's, typically, you know, Jared Hayne has history in this area and has been accused of this type of thing in the past. Um, and and offenders in this area can yeah. be habitual, you know, like so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, let's not worry about Jared Haynes, you know, welfare about you know mm. money and you know restraint of trade or can he work and in, in, in blah blah blah. Mm. What about his victim that probably suffering mental physical trauma? And, yeah, absolutely. You know, a range of things is going to be yep. hanging over her head for quite a number of years. Yeah, that's right. What I would like to see from the NRL, if you. Fair enough if you're going to do this to club officials, mm. penalise the clubs, impose large fines. But is it not up? I mean, the NRL run programs about, you know, looking after women and, you know, like community-based yeah. things. Yeah. Clearly that's not working. Yeah. Why cannot the NRL, if something like this happens to a player, exactly like what they've done uh, with the coach, deregister them, just or stand them down, mm. and NRL, NRL enforces it mm-hmm. that that player cannot train or participate with that club mm. until that legal process has been completed. Has com- been com- uh, completed. Yeah. Now they can still get paid mm. because they, you know, technically haven't been proven. Sure. But they can be stood down for bringing the game into disrepute. Yeah. Because my argument is, if a player can still play and train whilst under charges, mm. are they not parading this disrepute week in, week out? Yeah, that's right. Well, aren't they endorsing it in a way in terms exactly. of like, uh, well, it probably, you know, we will always believe that you're innocent until proven guilty. But uh, but I think, you know, that the, the league doesn't want to protect its brand as much. I feel like there's a, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of an issue here in the sense of saying, if the, if the NRL really wants to clean up its game, then it has to take a tough stance on anything. And you've got to start and somewhere. It, and, it, and, you know, and, uh, the fact that I, what I would say to you is, like, it's hard because we're getting the two the two issues a little bit confused. But what we're saying, like, the suspension of Shane Flanagan, I think is tough because it's indefinite. Yes. I think the fact that somebody says we're just going to suspend you, we're never going to tell, we're not going to tell you right now when you can come back or for what period of but time. But a lot of this could be lip but, service from the NRL. Well, this is what I believe it is, right? Because I believe this is why I believe because Flanagan's going to appeal. I, well, exactly. But I believe that this this whole thing is. Is a is is a little bit of a way of a, a, like attracting attention away from the real issue here, right? Because because if you were really concerned about the behaviour of Shane Flanagan, surely in in that whole incident in the Asada in the in the Asada incident and the in the drug use at the Sharks, it, there'd be a lot more people that wouldn't be allowed to work in this game, which is what you were saying earlier. Totally, right? yeah. And. And actually, if you're really serious about cleaning up salary cap issues, there'd be a lot of agents that would be deregistered and not allowed to represent 100%. players, right? And 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 you know, I don't actually blame a player for taking money, like whether it be a, it's not their job to work out whether the, what they're getting is above the salary cap or below the salary cap or anything along those lines. But an agent who signs two contracts for their player, like, is that really the behaviour that you want to endorse as a as a sport? Like, if you know, I mean, the reality is is that. 
you want to get serious about this whole thing, then get serious about punishing everybody. And yeah, unfortunately, maybe sometimes you do get it slightly wrong. Maybe somebody who is maybe slightly incident might suffer. But right now, the whole NRL playing group are suffering anyway. That's right. The whole NRL fan base is suffering. And the whole female sex is suffering. You yeah, know? that's right. I mean, it's you're leaving. I mean, NRL at the moment has a lot of disillusioned fans, a lot of disappointed, mm. angry fans. Mm. And in a way, they're sending a message out to say, you uh, you know, you're going to break our rules of the game. Mm. We're going to come down hard. But, you know, it, it, it appears at face value that, your, that the NRL's stance mm. on people who commit crimes is in fact softer and their fallback is oh well we'll let the legal process take its course yeah yeah it's a, it's a deference to the legal process yeah. which isn't great I, but I agree a, but, uh, but it's like they rely on that to kind of either buy them the time or hope that this all kind of goes away out of the media so that then they can punish yeah. the player with something yeah. because a bit less. as we know uh, the news cycles fairly quickly these days mm. Yeah, so absolutely. what's what was the story I mean have you heard much about these players have you heard much about Jack DeBell in the last week no heard um, nothing not well certainly not to the extent that we had heard one when it all first kind of kicked of course, off yeah right? yeah that's right so the, the new cycle runs pretty hot and cold it does with a matter of 24 you know hours now your conspiracy theories that you mentioned right. before what are you well, the what other thing the, the other thing that happened on the same day is the west tigers got slammed pretty hard yeah so they got smashed pretty close to the tune of almost is it 750,000 that's a pretty decent whack it's huge and then um, they had six hundred and thirty-nine thousand dollars taken off their salary cap. Now this was in relation to a um, an agreement made with Robbie Farah in yep. two thousand sixteen, prior to him leaving uh, the club uh, to join South for a bit, mm. uh, to provide him with an ambassadorial role with the Tigers when he retired. Yeah. Um, now under some kind of league rule, um, this this money is supposed to be declared. I'm not exactly sure what went down but basically yep. the uh, CEO of that club has had to fall on his sword um, and right. he also too has been deregistered has he okay yeah right okay yep. so, so I mean for this guy imagine him trying, so, to, get, trying so, to get another job so doesn't that like again the punishment doesn't necessarily fit, fit the, the, the precedent of what we've seen in the, in the NRL like, no. like the deregistration of a like you know I, I'm not so sure that we saw those type of punishments handed out last off season when there were clubs reporting like pre, no. put like salary cap bridges. Oh, they're an innocent breach, or they're a, you know, well, really, are they? Like, I mean, well, if yeah. the CEO is neglectful of the role and and you know, all that kind of stuff and doesn't know exactly what it is yeah. that they should be doing. I mean, what what happened yeah. to the Melbourne Storm club officials when they got busted for the cap? Well, you know, there's a couple of them. Craig Bellamy's still there. Yeah, well, that's right. Right. No, you it's can't a, tell me those guys didn't have any knowledge of, of no, what was going on. No, of course on. not. Well, you know, I mean, how do you, like, when your star players are up on contract? But listen, we're not trying to, I'm in no way trying to divert blame or, you know, lessen, you know. No, no, what the what, what the Sharks are going through, but um, definitely there's a sentiment amongst fans that, A, the penalty has, you know, been pretty harsh and a lot of people... You had that coming through strong on the blog? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sharks forums are buzzing. Sharksfan.net.au. Um, that's his new blog. Get on yeah, it. Yeah, and a lot of people just don't understand, you know, how player A can can do this, and and seemingly, yeah. you know, all goes quiet, and but you know, um, person B does this, and then it's like, you know, they've. Uh, it does seem a bit weird. They've walked walked through a school and shot a million people. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, that that's the kind of stone face that uh that Greenberg was um showing in his press conference yesterday. Yeah. 
Well, you know, different administration. Maybe the punishments are a little bit different. Yeah. But but this isn't. This is the same administration where you see incidents happening with players that are, are quite like uh, violent in nature and 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 really quite quite bad crimes, I believe. And then you're talking about a play, like a, a coach that did send some emails, and yeah, he was suspended at the time, and it's new, and and it's arrogant of him to do that, and it's absolutely, you know, and uh, and he should have been punished, indefinite suspension. I'm not sure. It sounds to me like an indefinite suspension is a really good way to get him to appeal, and then you can levy it from a legal perspective at something that's more reasonable, so you don't have to decide it yourself. Exactly, and you so, know, like there's no rules that prevent Flanagan from going to coach in the UK Super League for a season or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he can coach in a national rugby league, so I'm sure there might be a Pacific Islands nation team that may would love to have your services. So yeah. it's disappointing for Flanagan. It's it's sad to sort of you know, see him go down like that. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, he he did break. And will the Sharks uh, move to Perth? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Right. Um, now, in 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 relation, so this is my conspiracy theory. I don't mind the odd conspiracy theory across a range of subjects. Yeah. But uh, what what got me thinking about the severity of these um, fines is the the West Tigers and the Sharks uh, over the years have, you know, been known and it's been widely reported that these are two clubs that have suffered significant financial stress, um, no matter what year it is. Yep. So it's also no secret that Peter Beattie came out at the start of the year um, when he was unable to name the, all the clubs and their and their nicknames. The he, ARL commission. He, he did yeah. say that he he you know was had a mandate from the ARL commission that he, they wanted to expand the game back into areas like Adelaide and Perth and another team in Queensland and New it Zealand. Seems like a bad idea. It's a bad idea getting a, a, a buffoon of a politician mm. in sports administration to start with. Yeah, well, he's there for his lobbying powers for stadiums and stuff like that anyway. So. Of course, but he's, he's a goofball. I don't know yeah, how much... Yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah. Um, he's there for his contacts. And he's, what's Turnbull he's, doing now? Is he, he's out of a job, isn't he? Yeah, no, he I is. I think he's holidaying in New York, isn't well, he? See, something like Turnbull would be good as a, as a sports administrator. Yeah, Peter Beattie, different story. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um... So, you know, the, the, a lot of the talk now is, you know, we wanted an NRL team in Perth. They've got a 20,000-seat NIB stadium. They've got, you know, the Western Force aren't there anymore. Uh, there, there's a good, you know, city of 2.2 million. They, they can sustain it. There's a lot of money over there with mining and income and natural gas resources, etc. A, a, lot, a lot of business. Perth shit. No one likes Perth. Don't start a team over there. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, t- I mean, oh, I agree. So, at face value, on paper, it sounds like it can work. Hmm. But in actual fact, the reality is that, you know, you might get a team over there for, you know, four or five years, tops. Um, it may seem like a good idea at the time, a bit like the yeah. Gold Coast with the NRL team. Yeah, that's right. That They shouldn't be there either. No. Um, and then eventually they'll just fade away and become yeah. like the uh, Western Force and, and go. You know, there's only really room for, for two teams in Perth, and that's the Eagles. Yep. And the Dockers. And, the Dockers. and yeah, you know, on right. a smaller scale, you've got the Perth Wildcats in basketball. But they're yeah. small enough that they... They can maintain a very small market share. Yeah, Rug- rugby league leads, needs a lot more money. Absolutely. Um, and you know. Yeah. Well, you got to bail your players out every weekend from jail, so you need to and, bail and, money. And the thing where, where rugby had a bit of an advantage um, is they have a, a quite a, a large English and South African population living there. Yeah. So they're obviously rugby playing nations from, yeah. from where those people come from. So naturally, you can have an interest in it. Um, 
can't tell me there's a big rugby league supporter base in Western Australia. And people say, oh, it's because of the mine work. Well, guess what? All the mine workers are working their 12-hour shifts. And then going home. Further north and going home to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Well, and I don't know. I mean, like, you know, is there or do the do, is the AFL just in the heartland of WA and have they captured the hearts of West Australians? You know, because... I don't necessarily go over there and see a whole lot of reporting about the NRL and, you know, people aren't, like, yeah. lapping it up. When you're over there, you read a paper and it's all about the AFL, it's all about the Wildcats. And the Perth um, Glory are only ever in the news every four or five years when they have a decent run. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's about it. Exactly. What's well, the same as the A-League. No one gives a shit about that. Yeah, no one cares about the A-League, unfortunately. Yeah, that's um, right. You know, I mean, so... Anyway, the, the, the Western Tigers or the West Coast Sharks... Yeah. No, it does, does, you know have a pretty good ring to it. You can make an argument for, for both clubs moving over. Well, so yeah. the idea is maybe the NRL are, you know, putting these big fines in the hope that one of these clubs can will cripple, fold, and then... And then they can move them. They can move them. They can, they can take them over, act as a white knight. We'll save your club. You've got to move You can Perth. keep your name and your colours, but, yeah, you know, we own you now, so we're going to move you to Perth because we think it's a good idea to... If the Sharks move to Perth, will you go watch them? Will I go watch them? Yeah. Oh, support them. I'll watch them on TV. Would you? If I was over there, I'd maybe... Might go make, make a, a trip once every three years to go have a look. But, yeah, right. You know, One way to go. No, no, matter, no matter where they play, they'll always support them if, they, if they're around. Yeah, the Sharks, um, but, you, you love know, them. Pretty confident they'll, they, they'll weather the storm again. Yeah. Um, might be another 50 years before they win a comp, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll see done. what happens. They might win one before the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are a basket case anyway. So we, 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 we have said time and time again... Um, this won't be the last time we hear an, an NRL scandal. No, sure it won't enough. be. This off-season, there'll be some other dickhead do something stupid and, and there'll be some sort of controversy that we don't know about. It'll happen. I mean, you know, the Wayne, whole Wayne Bennett saga, it was just like, like how many fuckwits can you get into a sport? Like, there's yeah, just now, so oh, many. Now, now, no, no dickhead Another policy. good point. Like, tell, oh. tell me how coaching another team or recruiting for another team when you're employed by another team isn't sort of doing kind of the same thing as what Flanagan did. Yeah, well, well, I think well, it's slightly club. different in the sense of slightly different, but yeah, yeah, and it, it's slightly different in the sense of they're not the same. Yeah, I mean, at it was, all, it was cause for the Broncos to sack him, but yeah, you know, that's right. But I don't too, think he should have been suspended from the game for that. No. But what Shane did was slightly worse. But I get what you're saying, right? So Flanagan, in reality, he probably has been a bit of a scapegoat, and you do have to hold one person responsible. You hold the leader responsible for a group when it gets yeah. out of order, but but. I mean, yeah, you know... Because like, everyone who's in, in power above him isn't there anymore. Yeah, that's So he, right. he's the next guy there. I agree with you, but it just seems a little bit weird that they're cracking down on that and treating that with with such harshness. But, but So I'm not saying... My personal opinion on this is Shane Flanagan may deserve to never coach in the game again, right? I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I, like, my, my mind still hasn't been made up about that. But if if he doesn't, then I think other people, for their actions, probably deserve the same, if not similar or more. You know, so the players that that are are in trouble with the law probably deserve a lot more. And you know, and and I think I think it just doesn't necessarily. He's the only one being punished for something at the moment. It seems odd. I guess that's all. So yeah. Anyway, but we'll see. But you that's know, NRL. It's an absolute basket yeah. case and. And I can't wait for the next headline because it'll happen. They'll be they'll be having their Christmas parties tomorrow as all the clubs. They're probably breaking up for, for training tomorrow. I think all the they'll clubs should be in lockdown. A, a huge session. Someone's going to get completely shit faced tomorrow and do something stupid. That's my tip. Completely shit faced in something stupid from yeah, the exactly. Look out for that. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah, so we'll see. 
Nothing surprises in the NRL. No. So it's only a matter of time before the next the next major story or scandal pops up. So that was the naughty list for Christmas, Streety. What what's on They're your... all getting lumps of coal, a lot of them. They are. What's on your nice list for Christmas, mate? Should we go in and do our should we should we all bring I this want back? for Christmas? All I want for Christmas. Let's do that. We're all gonna right. we'll go one for one. Your your five items. We're gonna name five items that we want for Christmas. And they're all gonna be sporting related, aren't they? Yeah. My first item is I would really like next year, very early in the year, for the Socceroos to defend their Asian Cup title. Yep. I love it when the Socceroos are strong. And and we've lost Tim Cahill. We've lost a bit of identity in the Socceroos. And I want to see them come out strong and dominate the Asian Cup. Time to see some new phases of Australian football. Yep, yep. And I want to see it. I want to see... Graham Arnold pull the group together because I don't know that Graham's the man for the job, but I want to see him prove me wrong. Yep. And I want to see him deliver straight after Christmas. Whilst I'm in a ham coma, I want to him. I want to see the Socceroos and very fit athletes run around scoring lots of goals on random Asian countries that I know nothing. Yeah, about. fair enough. Hmm. You know when you eat ham, yeah, it uh, releases a hormone that makes you sleepy. Does it? Yeah. Is that right? It's true. Jeez, no wonder I nap all the time. Exactly. Mm. So around Christmas, you eat the ham, you go to sleep. Yeah, you go to sleep. That's what happens. Well, I might go home and eat some ham before I go to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's your, that's, you? that's your number one? That's, okay. Well, that's the first one. I wouldn't, I'm going to go from five to one, I think. All right. Well, my number one list from Santa is... The thing you want the most? The thing I want the most at the moment in, in my sporting world is for the Sharks to get a sponsor. <laughs> so gonna... Is your list just going to be all Sharks things? <laughs> Maybe the we first We want two. a sponsor. We want a coach. Hey, we say, want on, some money. Don't give it away. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, obviously, number one, the Sharks to come out of this and get a, a sponsor. Now, you know, word on the street was we were pretty close. Yeah. Maybe we're further away after yesterday. Maybe we're closer. Who knows? But yep. a nice corporate sponsor. And, you yep. know, who knows? Our brand's down there. A company might be able to get on for the cheap. And, uh, yep. Do a bit of Carpe Diem and seize the day and get on the jersey. Maybe you need a charity. Didn't the Bulldogs, when the Bulldogs were hopeless and we couldn't sell the brand, Camp we quality. gave it to Camp Quality, didn't we? Maybe you guys need to follow that lead. Well, I mean, all charities want some uh, cheap publicity. and Absolutely. Maybe, maybe maybe they could do multiple charities over the first, you know, just fill their jersey. Just roll it out every, sell it, mo- you know, every month. Donate money to tickets and then, you know. Not a bad idea. Get some goodwill that way. You never yeah, know. that's pretty good. Oh, that's a pretty good first cab off the rank, I reckon. The Sharks are a major sponsor. Yeah, that'll be nice. That'll give you as a fan some financial security. Yeah, it'll look right? kind of nice with a big sports bet just, just put across. Oh, Everyone well. can just, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Sports bet can run a market and co- cover their sports bet, get onto it. Run a market on when the next dickhead in the NRL is going to do something stupid, right? Yeah. It'd be a pretty short market. My next Friday, guaranteed. Absolutely. Well, I'm, tell- I'm calling it this weekend. This weekend? All right. This weekend. The 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of December is going to be the next NRL scandal, I guarantee it. All right. So, if there is, we're going to do an emergency podcast to break it down. Absolutely, we will have to. Yeah, we'll do it over the phone from different holiday homes. Yeah, that's so. right. Because we're taking a break after this. But what I would say is, is uh, second on my list, so number four. So if I'm counting down from number four, next year I want to see the Boomers win a medal at the Basketball World Cup. Oh yeah. I want to see the Boomers win a medal, Streety. I want to see, I want to see this group of talented of talent, basketball talent that we have, I want to see it pulled together and I want to see Andre Lamanis prove me wrong the same way that Graham Arnold's going to prove me wrong, that he can pull this group together and get us a medal. Because I think we've got the talent and I 
and and it's time, and I want to see it. As a long-suffering basketball fan, I want my medal. All right, Santa. Do we need Ben Simmons in the team for us to win a medal? Uh, yes, I believe I, we do. I, I think so too. Yes, I I believe so because. Uh, and and we have had this argument with our group of friends, and it and it and it's probably always going to be still ongoing. Um, I, I, Ben Simmons is a once in a generation talent, and I think what what this Australian team needs is the confidence to win a medal. I think when we've gotten to medal rounds, we've always kind of felt like, um, geez, we're lucky to be here. Like I hope I hope that luck still continues, and we actually beat these teams. Mm. Um, for for whatever you may think about Ben Simmons and the way that he has approached life over the last two years or so, um, you need that confidence. You need that arrogance and that belief that you belong, right? And that's yeah. what he has always had to have, and that's what he's lived. And he's backed it up, right? I mean, he's he's he's, he's a top, averaging he's, he's a triple a, double. He's a top twenty player in the NBA uh, in his second second season. He's twenty yeah. twenty two years old. And you wouldn't hear a Slovenian person saying, "Oh." Oh, we don't really need Luka Doncic. We've got Joe Ingles, you know, whatever the Slovenian equivalent of Joe Ingles is. And yeah. I respect Joe very much. He's a very talented player. But Joe's not going to get you a medal because Joe's had his shot at getting us a medal. Yes. Is my answer. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. de- definitely. I mean, we've mentioned it more than once, maybe three or four times, that, you know, basketball yeah. in Australia is on the come up. Yeah. Uh, and we are entering what I would call our, our golden window. So the next... Yeah sort of four to eight years is, is really when if it's going to happen yep. this th- th- this is it yep absolutely. we've got our, our core group of, of vets yep. we'll probably be around for one more World Champs Olympics mm. and we've got our young guys coming through who um, you know if they can get a, minor, a silver or a bronze in, in something yep. then when those guys are in their primes um, because the, the crop of juniors coming through mm. uh, are bigger yep. there's more of them yeah, so right. you can make an argument that you know the Olympics beyond 2020 was towards 2024. Is that um? Uh, that, is that Los Angeles? Uh, is it or is it Chicago somewhere? Is it? I can't remember. Let's have a look. Yeah, anyway, the I'll Olympics after Tokyo may very well be our our, our gold chance. It know? could be. Well, it's hard to say, right? Like, I mean, D- Delhi Mills, if, they won't be there. If um, it's in Paris actually. Paris. If um, the 2024 Olympics, if uh. If Ben Simmons does play in either the World Cup or the next Olympics, that could be the only time that he and Bogut play together, right? Two number one picks in the Australian side. Yeah. Now, I don't know how long it will be before we get another number one pick, but I felt like it was pretty unlikely that we got one. And the fact that we've got two, it seems unlikely, right? So I kind of feel like our window is open, but it will be open for a very short time. But that may, you know, that may, I may be proven to be wrong, but, you know, for me, Shreedy, fourth. Number four on my countdown, Boomer's getting the medal. Okay, well, all right. Well, I'll, I'll add that to mine. Yep, righto. You want the same thing? Aside from Cronulla winning a grand final, Australia meddling in Olympics or be Worlds pretty decent, would right? be my ultimate yeah. sporting We'd, we'd thing. probably both be shit-faced. And I don't really drink anymore, but we'd, I'd get shit-faced for that. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I guess because we've just grown up on basketball since we're kids, so it's kind That's of right. it's us as part of our DNA, and yeah. to see our national, our country, yeah. achieve on the world stage. You know, maybe other nations take meddling at major tournaments for granted, but yeah, we're I guess given our geography, 
Mm. We don't have a European Championships or anything to play in. Yeah. So you know, so a lot of a lot of the Euro countries have three tournaments. Yep. Euros, Worlds, and Olympics. Yeah, not for us. us. It's the Olympics. That's right. And you know the World Championships well, comes, we just comes in a second, but smashed the Asian Cup there, didn't we, for basketball? So. We smashed the Filipinos figuratively and literally. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well then, so that's your second thing on your list. Yep. So we've got Sharks getting a sponsor. The Boomers meddling at the World Championships. Yeah. What do you want to see next? Andre Lamanis not coaching the Boomers. Oh yeah, right. He frustrates you that much. Yeah, I don't like him. I, don't, I actually don't rate him as a coach. Okay. Who coaches instead? I, 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 I preface that by saying I don't rate him as a coach of our national side. Okay. I think that um, with the roster we'll potentially have, with a lot mm. of the NBA players, yeah. I actually think we need someone who is more familiar with their style of play over there because sure. FIBA mirrors more of an NBA game now. Uh-huh. They've adjusted rules to become more along with the NBA. Yeah. So I actually think that, you know... Uh, an NBA coach or an NBA assistant coach who we may not, not have heard of um, is just a better at managing that ego side of things. Bringing a playing group together and absolutely with, when there's one basketball and you know because you can't tell it. me that Ben Simmons is going to respect Andre Lamanis more than Brett Brown or yeah I mean I don't know anything about the relationship between Ben and and, and Andre Lamanis but no but you're I, right but, <clears throat> but I suspect <clears throat> I suspect you're right I suspect a player like Ben and a player any player that's played in the NBA I think would probably have like would you know potentially maybe listen slightly more to a coach that's coached at that yeah. level yeah absolutely so yeah. I mean if, if Lamanis is going to stick around then I think it's I think the most imperative thing is as basketball Australia have to nail who's in that support staff mm. um, they need people that can manage or you know keep some of those egos and personalities in check yeah, and obviously someone that, that these guys respect. So having Luke Longley around is a good thing. Yeah, he's man. He's he, he's been there. He's, he's won been there. He's won three championships. With so MJ. so we're assuming then that, that that the current crop of players respect that. But you know, you would hope they would. But yeah, you would hope they would. But I don't know. So so. I mean, you got Delhi, who you know, I think our silent leaders, and I don't know how vocal Delhi is. You know, is behind closed doors, but mm. he you know he probably leads more by example than than what he does verbally. Um, yeah, I'm sure he talks on Pat that. Mills seems like he'd be a strong personality. Absolutely. And, you know, Pat Mills has actually got some good raps from his club, Spurs. Mm. Uh, yeah. His coach has actually said that Mills has stepped up and been a, a really big vocal leader for the Spurs. Yeah, okay. So that's the sort of stuff that, that the boomers need. But I, I just worry that that uh, Lamanis maybe his probably weakness um, lies in the ability to bring and keep... A team of you know predominantly, if not all, NBA players um, in yep. check, and I, I think the weakest link is the coach and his mm. ability. To, you know, I, I just I, I don't I question whether that level of respect is there. Yeah, from player to coach mm. or players to coach. Yeah, okay. Well, all right, so yeah, so pretty uh, heavy. Uh, you yeah. don't want Lamanus. I don't. I don't want Lamanus. I, I, I actually would. You know, so guys that uh, I would like would be the mm. Utah coach, Quinn Snyder. I yeah. think you know if if he actually put his hand up for it, someone yeah. like him would be good. Okay. Or a uh, NBA assistant coach that has experience uh, riding the bench with some of these you know international players. Yeah. Uh, and there's no shortage of Australians there now, so um, I'm sure there's an assistant out there that's um, worked with some of these clubs that, that uh, there's a, a level of familiarity with. Yep. Fair I think that can work for us. Yeah, right. um, you know. Okay. I don't, maybe we don't need to do a Socceroos and get a goose hitting. 
No. But he was obviously our best coach ever. Yeah, well, he was the best man manager, right? And that even the players said that. Yeah. So. I mean, there's probably enough basketball IQ within the playing group to, to get it done on the floor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you just need everybody to get along, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, number three on my list is I would really like to see the Australian cricket team be relevant again, right? So I've said that I want the Socceroos to win the Asian Cup and the Boomers to win a medal. I'd just like the Australian cricket team to be relevant again. My childhood was filled with basically like, uh, and I'd like them to be relevant in the right way, so by winning the right way. Um, So I'd really like to see that the basket case that is cricket in Australia actually be fixed. Um, and I think that, you know, I think it's essential for our kids growing up that they have uh, a cricket team to be proud of, right? Yeah. Like, so, I think uh, we were pretty lucky to win the second test two days ago. Yeah. Uh, and over in Perth and defeat India, I think they'll get completely cleaned up in Melbourne um, and it'll be back to the usual kind of scenario of uh, that the Australian cricket team is really struggling. And I know how much a strong Australian cricket team means to all the young kids following the game, and I want to see them be successful. Yeah, okay. So I'd really like to see them uh, find their way out of the slide that they're in right now. And I tell you, what I'll do is I'm going to group this together with with the Australian sporting teams that I hope the most get their relevance back is the cricket team and the Wallabies. Same scenario. Well, I mean, they have to. We've got a, Same scenario. We've got a Rugby World Cup coming up next year. Ooh. So they have And we no won't choice. win that. I don't... Like, there's no way we'll win that. We'll be lucky to be competitive. But <clears throat> I'd just like us to be competitive, to be honest. So just to um, divert a bit, we've just switched over Foxtel, and we've just got <coughs> here on ESPN the NBA G League Winter Showcase. Mm. And I swear to God, these guys have just set up a court in the middle of a, a casino ballroom. It looks like it, doesn't it? <laughs> it looks like right in the middle of the playing of the uh, of the casino floor. Like I reckon mean? maybe they've held like a World Series of Poker event. In As there. in, what we're seeing here is a basketball game full of professional athletes, but there's no stands. There's just a four walls surrounding it. It's like they're. It's kind of like when we used to play, just in these random yeah, gyms. That's right. Yeah, someone's laid a floor somewhere. Oh man, mm-hmm. that looks really weird. It does look weird. Anyhow, Shreddy, what else is on your Christmas list, mate? Uh, yeah, well, sticking to the coaching um, theme, mm. we've just been rambling about the basketball coach. Uh, obviously, Cronulla Sharks to have a uh, the coaches locked in before yep. the end of the year. Uh, as to, you know, I, I think it's probably down to a couple of candidates. Trent Barrett from Manly. And maybe Manly will be happy to pay Trent Barrett to go coach an opposition team just to get rid of him. <laughs> so Des Hazard well, can do Well, aren't they paying thing. him at the moment just to turn up and read the paper all day? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Cronulla might say, well... We need uh, we need to pay for this eight hundred thousand dollar fine. Yeah. If Manly are paying Trent four hundred, we'll take him if you pay three hundred of it. That way we can <laughs> put three hundred towards our fine and yeah. you know balance the ledger that way. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I think just promoting from within for the time being is uh, the way to go, and I think they'll do that, and then they'll cement that decision post Shane Flanagan's appeal, which is going to come about in January. Yeah. So a coach is is on my list for the Sharks. Okay. A coach and a sponsor. It's not too much to ask for, is it? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's all right. Um, I'm going to continue with my theme, which seems to be basically either Australian sporting teams or or um, or like uh, 
Well, yeah, Australian sporting teams. This one, I'm going to go individual sportsmen, right? I would really like to see an Australian tennis player stand up and either win the Australian Open. Well, I'd love to see him win the Australian Open. Yeah. Right. I really look forward to the Australian Open every year. You and I have been talking about potentially going down there this year and having well, a look. We, we actually said it in one we of our very early episodes. We said we're year. going to do it. We're going to go. We're starting to make plans. And what I what I would love to see is an Australian stand up and and, and win the whole thing. And it, you know, whether it's Kokonakis, whether it's Dimonua, whether whether I guess should I say it is it Kyrgios, I, I don't know. Um, but I would love to see this year coming year. And Australia, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll even accept, because I don't want to be greedy, and I want to say that to Santa, I don't want to be greedy, I will accept an Australian tennis player winning a major, whether oh, yeah. it be the Australian Open or anywhere else, I'd like to see one of them win a, a, a major. Tournament. All right, so, all right, here's a question. If, mm. what is the most likely major that Australia wins? Uh, the US Open, I think. You think? Yeah, because I think... Uh, the U.S. Open is probably played on the most similar surface to what we predominantly have across in courts across the country here in Australia. Well, why wouldn't it be the Australian Open? Because of the pressure that comes with the local tournament. Yeah, so okay, I, okay. good point. I think uh, I think that what happens is is that Australian players, you know, you go into the second week as an Australian player, mate. The whole country gets behind you, but the whole country gets on top of your shoulders. And then the NRL has to have another scandal so get back in the news. And that's exactly right. Yes. See? So you're just basically hurting the country. We got this shit worked out. That's right. Yeah. It is a. It's a whole conspiracy theory. But so I, that I feel like it would be harder for an Australian player to win the Australian Open because of the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, if I put money on it, I would say that 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 the, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I would say that the, the apart from. You know, I would say that the the major that the Austra- an Australian has won the most would probably be the US, for that reason. Yeah. Mm. Cool. This dude's tall. Utah Watanabe. Utah Watanabe. He's Look Japanese. Think, he he might be the tallest Japanese man in history. Yep. Probably like a Yao Ming well, through an arranged marriage. He's a seven foot lefty. Mm. When have you ever seen a seven foot Japanese person? Uh just then. Exactly. That's all. Yep. That's so the only I want to go on record that he maybe is in the top ten all time tallest Japanese people. We're making some and big he statements have, here. Listen, he might not be Japanese, but just we're. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll find that out. Who, just what, do, what else are you going to put on your Christmas list, Trudy? I want to see. Other than a seven foot Japanese. Yeah. Man. Yeah. For well, for, for Christmas. Um, I want to play with my Japanese man. I'll extend the, the time frame here a little bit. Mm. I would like to see some big. He's bl- Japanese. Utah Watanabe. Some uh, some big block- how you say his name, but some blockbuster NBA trades. Oh yeah, you, you love a good NBA trade, oh, don't you? you I, I, that's probably my favorite part of it. You Players love moving teams, going to get new jerseys of your favorite player. Well, you know what? I've got a thing. Except for LeBron's jersey, yeah, I don't like wearing players' jerseys who are current with that team. Oh really? I prefer you- wear older jerseys where oh, they've left. Right. Oh yeah. Do you wear your NBA jerseys out in public? Oh, just to the beach. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we've got to get the guns out, don't you? Oh, I don't have any guns. Oh, well, yeah. I've just got arms. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've just got arms. Yeah, right. A couple of functional arms, that's about <laughs> it. Um, and so, <laughs> I can, now I've lost my train of thought because I'm thinking about your big guns. So, between Yuta Watanabe, the tallest Japanese tallest man Japanese ever. Tallest Japanese player. Or top 10 tallest ever. Yep, yep. Um, 
a basketball game being played in a, a ballroom. So you want to see some blockbuster trades? Have you yeah, got? Yeah, yeah. Have you got anything in mind in particular? Would you like to see like LeBron James traded? No, he won't be traded. Obviously, the trade a trade needs to be big enough that it's on the scale that it disrupts the Warriors' title chances or or breaks that up. Can it be a trade from the Warriors? Will they trade anybody? No. Like, what about the Draymond Green scenario earlier this year where he was uh, feuding with... That's going to play out in the off-season um, because, you know, a couple of guys are off contract. But I'm talking about this season. Hmm. Um, you know, in, in the news the last couple of days, they've been talking about an Anthony Davis yeah. trade to the Lakers. Now, yeah. that's just pure speculation. Yeah. Um, the Pelicans would be mad. Well, I mean... All this hinges on whether he says, I'm going to sign this extension mm. or not. Yeah. If he doesn't, then the NBA world goes into meltdown. Yeah. Because there's probably two or three clubs that think they have a legitimate shot of trading for him. And you simply, love that. Simply yeah. because they have a treasure trove of assets. Yeah. Young players and draft picks and, and what have you to, to, yeah. to trade for that. Um, but, I, you know, I think the, the landscape of the NBA changes significantly. And we're probably come at the end of this season 40% of the league are going to be free agents so this coming after this season mm. is going to be the largest you know, in oh, terms of the largest bunch of players tran- coming off transactional contract. activity so yeah, you right. know like rosters now will be widely different bloody to hell them. it's like heaven for you yeah it's fun it's good yeah right it keeps NBA Twitter and all, all, the, all the blogs you yeah. know full of content for you to sit there and listen to when you do your work definitely um, but yeah a big blockbuster NBA trade would be fantastic yeah, fair enough. That's four. What do you got for your fifth? This is my last one, right? Yep. Well, I... He's big. He's a big guy. Isn't he? I I would say that I'd love to have NRL players stop assaulting women, but I, I'm not even going to waste a Christmas wish on that. That's just what you should fucking do to be a human being. So I'm not even going to bother wasting a wish on that. I, you know what I'd really like? I'd really like to see, I, like when I think about it, probably the thing that I want the most is... Um, I'd I'd probably really like to see uh, women's sport continue to grow as much as what it has over the last couple of years. Yeah. So like uh, I think um, I still think that we uh, see women's sport as like leagues around like so you know uh, sporting organisations kind of see women's teams as being still a bit of a novelty. Like so the AFL women's season is still like eight games long or something like that right or ten games long I can't remember it's not very much right and 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 I think you know I'd love to what I'd like you know what I'd actually like to see I, I guess because because this is the thing that I think is going to help women's sport I'd love to see more live TV live sport on TV yeah right? like I really I know it's expensive and all that kind of stuff but the more sport we see on TV the better off it is for everybody and, and that includes women and men's sports so I, I'll change that in terms of I'll be respectful that women should be treated equally across all mediums, and that is, as I would say, I just want to see more live TV, a uh, live sport on TV, because, because I think it will grow every aspect of every game. Yeah, mm. I'm going to probably counter, in a way. Yep. What your last point? Yep. And for me, I would actually like to have Sydney sporting crowds adopt a similar tribalistic mentality. Mm. Um, to what we see with In Melbourne, Melbourne crowds, yeah, people actually turning up, yep, to support their clubs, yep, um, yeah, good point. And and part of that is not playing um, mm. non-drawing games yep. for major sporting events at big stadiums. 
So you're saying take it back to the suburbs? Well, concentrate the venues a bit more. Like, yeah, the, the, okay. the, the, there's no need to have a Bulldogs versus Titans game at, uh, at ANZ Stadium. Well, do you know that? Like, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because because the AFL tends to basically have two venues that they use for games in Melbourne. Yeah. Like, they've got Docklands and the MCG. So, so I mean, the value of those is, is they both sit basically on the like right in the middle of the city. Exactly. So you have a, a geographical advantage. Yeah. I mean, mm. I can't see why Parramatta Stadium, when it when the new one, when it's done, mm. and a combination of Parramatta Stadium and um, the refurbished um, Sydney, football, Sydney stadium, football Stadium should host those. Those, those could act as central venues um, yeah. for you know decent drawing games, but then yeah. you still have. Um, you know, teams like Cronulla, who own yeah. their own ground, yeah. should, you know, and Penrith, for, 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 it makes sense for them to play at their own games. But yeah. teams like the Bulldogs, the West Tigers, the West Tigers should not be playing at ANZ. They should actually be doing a ground share with the Parramatta team mm. because it's actually, you know, relatively easy West, for those. yeah, that's right. You know, to, to play out of there. Um, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, my big wish would be people turning up to, to get to, to games uh, to make the live spectacle. Yep. Um, more of a spectacle yeah, because you know. Right. Let, let's face it. There's nothing better than going to a live sporting event. Yeah. There's a big crowd there. You Agreed. feed off the energy and the atmosphere. It's pretty disheartening when you rock up and, and to an no 80,000 80, seat stadium and you know, there's 9,000 fans there. Imagine when you rock up to Perth, the brand new stadium over there, and your Perth Sharks are running out and there's 3,000 people there. It'll be 20,000 for the first two games right. and then I'll drop yeah, off pretty quickly. There'll be hardly anybody there. Because they'll all go to the Eagles game at halftime. Yeah, that's right, yeah, exactly. So, that's Christmas. That's, a, that's, that's a, all I want yeah, for Christmas. Christmas. Yep. So, what's happening on Christmas Day for you, Streety? What, like I say, what sport will you be watching over the Christmas break? Well, um, it's, it's it's an easy one for me. Christmas Day, I'll be boxing. watching. I'll be watching nothing but Boxing Day. Yeah, there's a whole slate of NBA games. So you're just gonna you don't even are you just gonna ignore the Australian tradition, the Boxing Day test, or will you flick between games? Will you? Will uh, I... well, I dare say I'll have dual TVs. Yeah. I'll be away at Christmas. I'm concerned. Dueling TVs about the, about the quality of Wi-Fi yeah. as to where we're going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Holiday areas typically don't have strong internet connections. Exactly. People mustn't masturbate very well in those areas. Yeah. So um, lucky for me, I have a 50 gig data plan Whoa. on my phone. Holy dooly! And uh, that is that, that that's that intentional to have a, enough data to stream live sport where yeah. I can. Yeah. Um, whether it be in the car driving and things like that. Yeah. What? No, I didn't say that. Um, yeah, so uh, there's a very good chance that I may be watching these live games on my phone and have the cricket um, on in, in the land room. So that, yep. to me, is a pretty good way to spend Boxing Day. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and the other event that kicks off on Boxing Day is, of course, the Sydney to Hobart Yacht Race, which no one gives a fuck about unless there's a storm. The only, only interesting, yeah. So it's only interesting if there's a massive storm. Absolutely, yeah. If, if there's not bad weather planned, then I don't really care what happens. Because yeah. no one is interested in smooth sailing. No, that's exactly right. No. That's exactly right. No one is interested in smooth sailing, especially not the NRL. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and so can the Australian cricket team, can they control Captain Coley and his merry band of men? All it takes is one ball. Yeah, to the temple. No, that's really bad. I should Actually, say that. funny you should say that. Did you see that Australian batsman get hit flush in the helmet? I don't think I did. 
Oh, God. Would it rock him a bit? Yeah, I don't he think... He fell over, but, you know... I thought I saw one of the Indians cop one to the back of the head when he turned and like in that second innings, but I'm not sure. This, this Aussie guy copped it like flush. Mm. It was... um, It was... It was pretty full on. Yeah, right. Hey, so we haven't looked back at what we loved about 2018. Oh, I love that we made a year of sports and spit. That's pretty cool. We've really enjoyed doing this podcast. We yep. really have. I've had a great time, and it's been really good. So all of our moments where we had uh, Liam Simmons. Yeah. The at the time he was the assistant coach um, <clears throat> uh, for one of the. NAIA schools over in the States and he came on and spoke to us about student athletics and kids going over there to play basketball and what his thought on basketball in Australia was um, he mentioned a little bit briefly about his brother Ben who plays in the NBA obviously and he's we now appreciate his, that. his shooting coach he is now his shooting coach I believe um, and, and from, from all reports uh, going quite well at it um, although Ben still hasn't taken a three pointer so maybe Simo might not be doing much of work over there might be slow work day um, we had Katie Ray Ebsery come over just before she took a trip over to the Women's Basketball World Cup they came home with a silver medal came home with a silver medal so we now have spoken to somebody with a World Cup of Basketball medal yes. she didn't have it at the time but she has it now she was a Commonwealth Games gold medalist at the time that we spoke to her uh, she's now plying over her trade over in Perth in the WNBL so thank you very much Katie we had young, and I say young, tongue-in-cheek superstar local basketballer Josh Morgan come and sit with us um, and talk about his storied career with the Hunters. From um, a player to now a coach. Yep. Moving into that realm. Absolutely. Um, so. And it probably probably good idea to to touch base with Josh again next year. Uh, yeah. And and talk about what it's uh, now like to be on the other side coaching young kids. Yep. So there are plenty of highlights for sports and spirit. What were the highlights? Any any highlights in particular from a sporting perspective for you, Streety? Um, let's see. It's it's pretty hard. Like nothing can really top 2016. 2016 with the Sharks Premiership. Oh, the Cavs yeah. won the NBA, and you know I had lots of bets on. They all come off, and yeah, it was just right. uh, 2016 was a great year for all the feel good stories. Yep. Across a lot of sports. Yep. Um. You know, 2018 probably, um, you know, probably I would have to say my highlight was seeing Billy Slater lose the grand final. Now, I was very vocal saying that he shouldn't have played in it yep. prior to. Yeah. But in uh, in hindsight and looking back on it, um, it was kind of very satisfying to see him actually play but then get beaten by get a guy beaten. with one arm. <laughs> An ex-teammate, Cooper Cronk, right? And then finish his career by losing a grand final because... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to finish it by winning one. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. I can understand that. Well, I think the two biggest things for me that happened in 2018, I, I'm i an Olympic tragic and you know that. Like, So yep. as much as you love the Sharks, I probably love the Olympics with as much passion. It was an Olympic year with the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. Yep. This year just gone. I was very excited. I always get excited in an Olympic year, so I was quite excited to watch that. FIFA World Cup took place in Russia, you know, so yes, we, true. we got to go back to Russia and watch a bit of that craziness, which was kind of cool. And we, uh, we still owe Pat Calabria some merch. We do. Um, the merchandise hold-up is frustratingly slow. Yep, um, it is. One thing we <laughs> hope to be uh, implementing next year is a merchandise online sports and spit store. Hopefully. So be able to get your hats, yep. your caps, and your T-shirts. Yep. 
Absolutely. And, and rock the sports and spit. Yep. Get up on the street. Definitely. <laughs> Without a doubt. So there was a few big sporting events in 2018, and I think we ma- we named most of those as basically uh, as uh, as being the things that we were looking forward to at the start of the year. My sporting glory this year was choosing the Parramatta Eels to receive the wooden spoon in our preliminary in our um, uh, NRL preview. Well, that was mildly impressive. I still can't believe you didn't put money on it because yeah, it, it was have been paying very well. Yeah. Well, I think that probably the fact that I didn't put money on it indicates my lack of confidence in my own skills to pick it. So, True. which is quite funny, but uh, that's the way it goes. Um, it, I yep, I'd probably have to say, mate, that easily the sporting highlight of the year, mate, is sharing all of these wonderful moments in twenty episodes with you, and uh, and establishing this podcast as something that we do every so often, and hopefully some people listen to every so often. Yeah. So, so uh, coming up next year again in January, the uh, yeah. Super Bowl. So we might try and get back to the yep. Foghorn. Yep, we loved it there to last do, a, do another Super Bowl episode. Yep. Obviously, we are making plans to uh, see if it's possible to get down to the Australian Open for That's a day. Right. Yep. Uh, to record some sound bites and go to a couple of games. Yep. Um, and then there's some guests we have in mind. Yep. And uh, that we're going to do our best to. Uh, chat with either in person or by other means mm. um, and I guess the goal for next year is to cast the net a bit further and um, you know try and talk to people that are sort of outside our direct yep sort of you know, circles of basketball and footy yeah absolutely um, so if, so if you are listening and, and, and you've got a particular guest that you think would obviously uh, would be interesting to hear from then uh, or a particular type of person that would be interesting to hear from Drop us a line on social media. Check out our social media pages and let us know um, who you think we should continue to talk to. Well, we're, we're going to contact Shane Flanagan's representatives. I imagine they probably would be rejecting interview requests at this particular point in time. But we'll send one anyway, and who knows, right? You never know your luck in a big city, do you, Strudy? You never know your luck. You never know your luck. So we'll see what we can do about getting in contact with Shane Flanagan. So he obviously will have some time on his hands. That's right. So uh, from us to you... Everyone have a Merry Christmas. Yep. We hope uh, your Santa's sacks are filled with lots of goodies. Absolutely. And yep. you get all the good things that you want. Yep, absolutely. Um, at, at my age now, I've resorted to purchasing my own presents. <laughs> because I know I get exactly what I want. Because then at least you get exactly what you want. Yeah. Or that's I just don't get anything at all, which is fine. Yep, absolutely. Um, but yeah, everyone take care. and Thanks for sharing the year with us and travel safe. Enjoy Christmas responsibly and uh, eat lots of ham and we'll see you in 2019. And there's a feast of sport to be consumed over this period, not just Christmas ham, beers yeah. and chocolate bonbons. Any type of chocolate as well. Oh, here's a, here's a bit of an, another bonus Christmas wish. Oh, yeah. Why can't they put good shit in the bonbons? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, because they're manufactured in such large quantities. Oh, There's got to be like a good premium bond. You don't like maker. the ill-fitting, like, like crown? Just the jokes Paper are crown. terrible. Yeah, the jokes are pretty bad. <laughs> I think that's what they're known for, right? Yeah. Maybe we should create our own business, like a couple of sporting merchandise. Premium bonbons. bonbons. Premium bonbons, yeah. Well, even when I've purchased the premium ones, they're Imagine getting a bonbon you open, and you open like a one-day pass the Australian Open, just random stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, How see, that be? that'd be unreal. Yeah, right. If there's any um, venture capitalists or creative entrepreneurs out there that would like to uh, collaborate on um, 
Premium bonbons. Premium bonbons. Dot sportsandspit.com.au. Sporting theme premium bonbons. Yeah. Um, a ticket to the 2019 Grand NRL Grand Final or a, yep. a membership to your favourite club from the NRL because they need more members. Yeah. Who knows? It's there. Hit us up. Social media. Cool. All right, guys and gals. Right. Take it easy, everyone. And we'll see you in 2019. Adios, amigos. See ya.